Welcome to Wellness and Wellbeing in Real Life. My name is John Kim and welcome to the first episode. I am so excited. I need to stop clapping because you probably could hear that in the audio. <laughs> but I am so excited for you to be a part of this journey with me as I venture out into something I am new and uncomfortable with, but I love and I'm so passionate about helping others that I really want this to succeed and grow and hopefully get to a point where this is really helping so many people out with their lives and finding how to integrate fitness, well-being and mindfulness into your own life and how that can change quite everything. It just requires a little bit of work and some love for yourself. So to get started, let's go over a little bit about what we're going to cover today. I'm going to go into a little bit more in depth of what wellness and well-being in real life really is, who is this for, what I'm going to be talking about, why I created this podcast, and how this will help you. And then after that, we'll be covering a decade of self-discovery. So really understanding who I am as a trainer and mindfulness coach, what I do, why I am doing this, where I am today in my journey, and how I got here. So stay tuned. I am very grateful if you are listening or tuning in, if you are a follower on social media, or if you're someone new joining in, please follow my social media. Please support me in subscribing and sharing my podcast with as many people as you can. My goal is to spread more education and awareness towards mental health, emotional health, and our physical well-being. The more we could talk about these complex topics and break them down, the easier that we can get to that point in our lives where we feel comfortable to share and to become our best selves, because that's truly what everyone strives for, right? Is to live your best life and enjoy life and be present and to grow and share these amazing experiences with your friends, with a partner, with family or whoever you want to be. You want to share that. Or if you want to do that alone, you can do that too. Or if you want to do it with your dogs, like I, I love my dogs and I would do everything with them if I could. Welcome to the Wellness and Wellbeing in Real Life podcast. It took me many tries to get to where we are today. <laughs> and a lot of filming, but after many failed attempts, we are, we're doing it. We are filming episode one for the fourth time. Just kidding, the second. I have a much better direction of where this episode was going to go and listening, you know, to myself a couple times last night. I was like, I'm crazy, but we're here. I changed a little bit about me. I have ADHD. I was diagnosed as an adult when I was 22 and I'm 28 now. So it's been six years. It's been a lot of learning about not just what ADHD is and how medication helps, but how it affects you in every which way possible in your life and like looking back in the past i'm like oh that's why it was like this and that's why i was like oh everything makes sense now kind of 
<laughs> but how fitness and mindfulness and even just focusing on my own well-being has allowed me to be able to change and grow from not being medicated my entire life and being okay with that and being okay with the past and kind of healing and moving forwards has been a game changer for me. The title Wellness and Wellbeing in Real Life came from my first title was going to be Be Well, but apparently a couple other people have that idea before me. So groundbreaking. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll do wellness and well-being. But then there's so many people already doing wellness and fitness podcasts. I really wanted to be different. And from my own experiences with trying to learn something from fitness or mindfulness related, either through Google, YouTube, or now TikTok, there's so much saturation in the wellness industry and there's so many people who are out there to take your money and not really care about the results that you produce or really care about you. And I hate that. People go crazy because they're like, oh, this is fitness. You have to do it this way if you want to achieve the results and you have to be motivated and all yada, yada, yada. And so wellness and well-being in real life is really to help break down these complex ideas in fitness, mindfulness, your own well-being, and take what a lot of the leaders in science and other coaches in other areas, what they're doing, and be able to apply that to your life. And knowing that you don't have to fix everything in two weeks or in a month before you go on vacation, that this is a journey that you will do for the rest of your life. And so instead of trying to go on those fast fad diets or work out insanely that you cause problems later down the road with like body dysmorphia, or eating disorders, or problems with your health because you were so fixated on only one area of your health from personal experience and with helping clients through that journey and to take their time and to work on the small habits and fixing the root causes first and building a routine and learning how to love yourself in that process because no fitness expert or anything that you see on Instagram or on TikTok or YouTube talks about that part where you love yourself. And when fitness is so dominated by, you know, masculinity and men who are just like, this is what you have to do. This is how you get jacked. Well, a lot of people aren't here to really just get jacked. And for me, my goals have changed. I used to want to look like that, but I don't really want to do that right now. So, and learning how other people don't want to do that either. Like I have many clients who are like, I want to be like you. And I'm like, me? Not me. I was like, oh, that's so nice. To be more mindful of their bodies and to love their bodies a little bit more and to have fun in working out with this journey of life and to laugh a little bit and to enjoy the process. That's the biggest one. So thank you for listening and I hope you stay tuned for more, especially the next episode coming out. And if you have any topics that you want me to cover, please send me a DM, shoot me an email, and I'll be happy to cover any topics that you guys ask. When I 
thought of the idea of creating a podcast, I really wanted to highlight the mindfulness part into the fitness and well-being aspect of it because fitness is so saturated on just working out and seeing objective results like losing weight or getting shredded or packing on muscle or different areas in which we get so fixated on trying to lose weight or trying to lose 10 pounds before they go to the beach for their vacation. And when you fixate on weight so much, you forget about everything else that you're doing, improving and growing. Like, hey, you've been working out six days a week and two months ago, you would barely get a workout in. So kudos to you for really committing to yourself. Or look, you packed on five pounds of muscle. And sometimes the scale won't show that and people get frustrated like, well, I'm doing everything and I'm not losing weight. Like, You couldn't be, right? You're also probably adding on muscle as well. So you're not going to really see that number go down. And so helping people and my, especially my clients really understand that your body's got to go through many changes when you start adding things into your routine or into your life and being okay with wherever that takes you and not being so fixated on the numbers. Because when we do, we lose that relationship with our body and we start to hate that, our body. And we there'll be moments when you're gonna have body dysmorphia and you're gonna be like, what the hell is wrong with my body? Why does it look like this way? And then the next day you're like, oh, it's fine. It's back to normal, it's doing its thing. And that's the fun part about life and growing and changing. So who is this really for? This is for the queers. When I created the podcast, I thought that I wanted to appeal to the demographics that I work with, which now is predominantly gay. But before I started my business was a lot of females and some straight men, but predominantly females and from all different ages. I work with clients from 18 all the way up to 83. And the nice thing about working with women is that there's just this level of understanding and it's just it works really well and there's a common understanding and they feel safe and i feel safe and we could kiki and we could chat about life without having like the masculine part of the gym like in there and get to talk about like all the other aspects of life because that is really important as a trainer and coach to understand your client. And if your client isn't able to open up to you and be vulnerable with you and talk about all those other things, then you aren't doing your job as a coach to understand their lives fully. You're just only doing one part of that, which is the training part. And if you really wanna see the results, you would dig a little deeper to get to know them a little better so that you can help them understand their sleep, how that affects their weight or their nutrition or the, the habits behind that and the motivation and the behaviors behind those or your stress and your sleep and mindfulness and how we put that all together. And the real reason why you are here working with me to lose weight or to get stronger or to recover from an injury. So why are you here? I realized that there are not enough queer health coaches, personal trainers out there that are spreading good information and creating 
communities and an atmosphere for queer people to learn, to grow, and to change in fitness and in their own well-being and how it's tied in with their identities of being gay, queer, non-binary, trans. We aren't, we don't have enough coaches out there that are doing that, or I hope there are. I just want to help this next generation of queers to learn how to integrate these things into their lives and that you can create a life of abundance and happiness and peace and you can heal from the work that you put into yourself and no matter the circumstances that you're in right now that you can change and grow from these moments and that you are not alone in this process, that you have a community, and I hope to build a community that will help queer people, especially younger ones, grow and learn and do it the right way and learn how to include the mindfulness part and the well-being aspects of wellness into your life when you are training or starting to work out because loving yourself in this process is so imperative. It will, one, make this whole process so much easier. And two, you're going to notice a lot more things along the way. And it's going to humanize you more versus just train for vanity. Yes, that is a part of working out and seeing the changes in yourself and seeing that the work that you put in is results of the body that you get. But that isn't all of it. How we look is only one piece. How we feel should be a bigger part of that. Again, there's not enough coaches talking about how you feel, how to talk about this, how to learn and how to incorporate. I want to feel this way, or I want to have more energy, or I want to be able to feel comfortable when I go out, or if I take my shirt off or dress in a certain way that I can do that and I feel confident in myself. And so this is for all my queer young babies, my queers at any stage of life that needs help with being more confident, more resilient in your life, more mindful. And if you also want to get strong, let's do that too. Yes. What am I going to talk about? I'm going to teach you how to be strong, mindful, confident, and resilient. And these four pillars have really served me well when I started my business and it's helped me and my clients really find a path forwards. Choosing what goals to work on or choosing what you want to achieve is hard. And that can be personable. So these four pillars act as a way to forge a path forwards. And that may change as time progresses. So if you want to get stronger or I want to lose weight or I want to squat 50 pounds or I want to recover from this back injury that I have. Then I want to be more resilient, right? I want to build a resilient body that I'm capable and I feel confident in moving my body in any which way. And I can do things without hesitation that I'm going to hurt myself again. Confidence. Confidence, you need it. If you want to find a partner, if you want to get that job or that promotion, if you want to grow, if you want to 
just be yourself and be authentically you. There needs some confidence. And that isn't just from working out or having a good body. There's so many levels of confidence that we need to work on that isn't just physical. So focusing on our mental and our emotional well-being. Have we healed? Are we ready to grow and change and become our true selves? To be strong, I think everyone should be strong. I think everybody should focus on strength instead of like losing weight because I've done it for years where I was, I'm going to lose weight and you get so fixated on those numbers and you hate yourself in that journey. But when you switch your mindset to, I'm going to get stronger and you work at a goal of, I want to deadlift 400 pounds and you commit yourself to that and you focus on how am I going to get stronger? Okay, well, yes, I'm going to do, keep doing deadlifts, but what else do I need to do to build capacity to lift that much weight? So I need to develop my lats, I need to develop my core, I need to develop stronger glutes, stronger hamstrings, right? I need to develop more mobility for myself. That's a lot more than just losing weight. And Again, people aren't talking about that. Men, women, non-binary people, trans people, everyone deserves to have a strong body and to feel confident in their strength. And when you feel strong and you are strong, that translates into your personal life. That translates into your social life. People see the work that you put into yourself. So focus on getting stronger instead of losing weight. You want to lose weight? Yeah, you can do that too. And that could also be part of the journey, but let's focus on strength more. And to be more mindful, to be mindful of yourself, who you are, your past, your future, and the here and now, and also being mindful of others. I think that's important to be able to read the room, be able to know what you bring to the space that you're in and using that to uplift and elevate other people. This has been a personal project for me for the past couple of years is trying to be a light for other people. I want people to feel seen and I want to be friends with everybody in the room to share some just kindness with everyone. And especially when you go out, you don't know why people are out. Maybe they have been depressed and they've forced themselves to go out and they're just looking for something to make their lives a little better. And if a smile or just me dancing crazy can do that, I will do that. And I'll do it for as long as I can because it's made my experience going out so much better. I've developed so many new friendships from it. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life, which is crazy. I'm 28 years old. And it's not by money or fame. It's truly by just being authentic and having fun and enjoying and being present. That's really what it is, being present. It's changed my entire outlook of life. And so I want to share that with you. Why did I create this podcast? I created this podcast mainly because this is part of the business idea. When I left Equinox in 2021 to pursue my business full time, I really wanted to share my knowledge and my experience with as many people as possible. And that started through like Instagram, but 
recently, like with reels and learning how to really market yourself on social media, it's been a journey and it's been a little tough, not gonna lie. I have wanting to put out this something like this where I can talk a little bit more and share my experiences and my ideas and my methods and just things that I've experienced in a decade of self-discovery. But it's hard to do that when you have only five seconds to make content. And so I was having a really hard time grasping the concepts of like, what do I make and who do I make it for? And now realizing that maybe what I was doing all last year was pushing me in the wrong direction or making me less confident in myself because, you know, I was putting all this content out and putting in a lot of work and then I would get new views or likes and then the algorithms sucked or whatever or wasn't doing something properly. And it made that harder to want to get back and keep doing. So I'm glad that I created this podcast to share my ideas in a little more context and more detail, but also be able to then break those down and share again on social media in ways that people can read it, listen to it, digest it, and then tune in more on this podcast. You could listen to it or watch it on YouTube. And lastly, how will this help you? Just give you a better outlook and a different view of fitness and well-being and how to live. When we look to change, whether it's from fitness or a mindfulness aspect or your own personal well-being, we look at social media as an example. We see workouts that we like or that looks cool or we see something that is popular or trending. But from my own experience, yes, I've seen a lot of things that are flashy and things that have appeared cool to me. And it's made me more curious and made me want to learn more. I have always been someone who's wanted to learn something like working out, but never had the money or the resources to learn and do it. So I used Google and I use YouTube. And now that Instagram, there's so many coaches out there now that are sharing their content and their workouts, which is great. I still think that like YouTube is such a great resource because they actually coaching you through the process. And that's how I learned how to work out, nutrition, all different facets of fitness and wellness. And so I hope that this can help you and your own discovery of life and identity and yourself. And if you want to grow and change, this is the place for you. All right. So let's get into the fun stuff and really go over a decade of self-discovery, which has been such a amazing journey for me. And I hope that my journey inspires you to grow and change and that it's okay wherever you are because I've been doing this for 10 years now and it doesn't feel like 10 years. What I want you to really take away from this is that you have to do this for the rest of your life. You have to work out. You have to take care of yourself. You have to eat and eat well and you have to sleep well. You have to get your seven to eight hours of sleep and you have to work on your stress and being able to control and manage it and learn ways of adding more mindfulness into your life. If you're in your 20s or 
in your 20s right now or 30s and you're still trying to figure it out like this is the place for you and i hope that you can learn how to build more awareness to yourself both your mind and your body learn how to take care of yourself because when you start taking care of yourself then you're able to take care of other people around you and it all takes just one commitment to you and that's could be like five minutes a day it could even just be a minute a day to start with but once you start committing to yourself and start working to change you're going to be able to start seeing growth and go on this amazing journey that could be 10 years it could be 100 years i think that the more work that you put into yourself the more that you can create a life that you want to live if you want to be happier if you want to be more social if you want to have a great body then you have to put in the work. There's no cheat codes. There's no quick, fast fad diet that you can do that's going to get you to that end result without putting in some work. So put it in now when you're young, do it, get really comfortable, learn the habits, build skills, and make it easier for yourself in the future. Because as you get older, you don't wanna change as much. And when you're older and you get hurt or when you get sick, you have to work on treatment and go through the path of healthcare, which I help so many clients from injuries or health problems that they've faced and to see them or listen to their stories and bear witness to the healthcare mess that they have to go through. It is tough. And from my own family experience, my grandfather had a couple strokes. He passed away this past May, like seeing that, and being a witness to that and not being able to help him at the time when I was in high school was really hard. And really like that kind of led me into the path where I am today of helping people because at the time in high school, I didn't know how to help him when he had his second stroke. I didn't know really too much about diabetes or high blood pressure. I really didn't understand any of that, but I do today and I want to help as many people as I can because life is hard. Until recently, where information is so readily available, we did not have the resources available to fix our problems. I am a nerd and love to like look up stuff. And part of my ADHD is that I have to learn everything and learn how to fix it. <laughs> in one night and I will but how to apply that stuff like that's the important stuff like how do you apply all this information and how do you apply it to other people's lives so understanding the concepts and general understanding and how can you apply those general understanding and your concepts into action and I hope that this podcast teaches you how to take these complex ideas of fitness, nutrition, stress, sleep, recovery, mindfulness, and be able to break those down and start adding that into your life. Because in 
the past 10 years of this learning journey of my own. I've lost over 50 pounds. I've got control of my blood pressure. As a 28-year-old now, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But even a couple of years ago, I'm like, I don't care about blood pressure. I have many lives to live before that is a problem. But I found ways to decrease my stress. I've been able to optimize my sleep and actually get seven to eight hours, which is amazing. And really, I've been able to improve my own well-being, and that's changed my entire outlook of life and has changed how I view so many things of fitness, wellness, and well-being. So I want to be able to share that with you and let you go on that journey too and be able to provide some knowledge and guidance while you go on this journey that all the things that you're feeling and doing and the results that you get, it's all a part of our trials and tribulations and our failures. Or it's all part of the journey. And it's okay to fail. That's the biggest thing. It's okay to fail. You're allowed to fail. You should fail. Fail a lot, especially when you're young. Because it's a lot easier to fail and face those consequences when you're younger than when you're older and you have family or you have commitments to work, life, other people that's not just you so make mistakes when it's just you have fun enjoy it and let's get in so let's talk about who i am you've already learned a little bit about me but who is john kim i'm 28 years old i am queer. I'm non-binary. I'm a first-generation Korean-American. I live in D.C. I have two dogs. I have a loving partner of four years. I DJ part-time, house and disco music. I love to work out. It's always been my thing. I was a former swimmer. I swam in college at the Virginia Military Institute. I swam for over 18 years long time. I coached swimming for about 10 years and I've been a personal trainer for about eight. I am a nutrition coach, which I am so grateful for learning and taking that role on and certification. I am a stress, sleep, and recovery coach through Precision Nutrition, which has been amazing and has helped me with my business and how I want to teach all these amazing things in my own journey. I am a meditation practitioner, and that is it so far. What do I do? I am very passionate about helping other people. By way, it is fitness, nutrition, recovery, and stress management, but not just the clients I serve. I want to help as many people as I can. So people that follow me, friends, people in the queer community, I want to do my part to give back as much as I can to help people find who they are and build some awareness to that and see that you can be this confident and amazing, beautiful human being who is able to share love, do all the emotions, grow, be vulnerable, and see what life really is when you live in the here and now. That journey of self-discovery doesn't have to be that journey alone. I know that a lot of people will tell you, go underground or isolate yourself and push yourself away from your friends or whatever that was holding you back. But 
a journey of self-discovery or life is just lonely. For people who are going through this, that you can do this with other people, with encouragement from a community, from a coach, from other people who are also going through this journey of life. We're all going through this together and we could all push forwards in a way that is going to collectively heal everyone, but also help you with your own individual healing. And when you're able to heal, you're able to grow, but we have to get there first. So where am I today? I am in a very different stage of my 20s that was very different than when I first came out in 2017. Back then, my view of the world and what success and happiness was is very different than what it is today. I am very lucky that I started fitness and working out, especially my freshman year of college. And that sparked changing my major to exercise science and biology and to focus in on studying the body, anatomy, physiology, and psychology of the mind and how all that connects together and being really passionate about the nerdy, sciencey stuff, which I absolutely love. I'm a big nerd on this stuff. Like, I don't care about anything else, but this is what I really, truly care about. And I love it. It's so fascinating and it's so cool that you can change your trajectory of your life you might not be able to change everything from your like genetics but when you change your behavior and you change your mindset towards life it can make a huge difference and when you combine it with the latest in science and the latest tools that we have available and just different ways of how we see things and how we hear and how we problem solve, we're able to change our lives completely. Five years ago, I was 260 pounds. I got really strong and I was powerlifting and I didn't have control of what I was eating. I didn't have really a good understanding of it or how to apply that to like the standard nutrition formulas and how much I was supposed to eat, calories in, calories out. There were many moments in my life where I gave up and I just focused on the working out part because I was good at that. And it's like, if I could work out hard enough, I can get the body I wanted. Very false. Like, don't believe that. Don't believe that if you work out as hard as you can or you do all the things that doesn't include nutrition it doesn't include sleep and stress and focusing on your mindfulness and your well-being like you will not get the results you might but not in a healthy way like it will bite you in the ass and it will take much more work to heal and to recover from that than it is to then just learning it now and listening to this podcast and applying it into your life because the way I coach nutrition, the way I coach fitness, working out, sleep, stress, and all the things is in a way to help people integrate it into their lives without it feeling like it's taking over your life. Because that is a big problem. Like I was someone who fell very pitfall to that, which is like, I love working out. I'm going to make it my 
education and my career and my profession and my everything. And it is like I turned a hobby into something that is making me money and that I enjoy that. And it has served me really well and it's gave me so much experience and knowledge and I love helping people. So it's even better, but I don't think that you have to do that too. And if the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to help you live a healthy and happier, fulfilling life by just doing the bare minimum and doing it in a way that works with your lifestyle. I did powerlifting. I did bodybuilding. I did hit when I hurt my back. I had to do rehab and just core work. I did strength after that. I did cardio, a lot of running and biking when COVID happened. And in the past, and when I was in school too, I was basically doing full body to train just for, for swimming. I was still putting on a lot of muscle and getting stronger. So I didn't mean to do, but it just like, I'm just going to keep training the way I normally, the way I like training, which is like trains to hurt my body. And that's athletic conditioning for you, I guess, for me. I was the fastest I ever was my senior year, which is pretty cool. And it was also 260 pounds, which is a little crazy, but I did it. And I'm grateful for where it got me, but you don't have to do that. And you don't have to do just bodybuilding type of workouts like to have an effective workout. You could do full body and you don't have to listen to any of these bodybuilders or any of these people telling you how to have the perfect body because their goals are their goals. And your goals, if your goals are to feel good and to live a healthier and happier life and not get so fixated on the fitness stuff then you can do full body and you can do a mix match of whatever you want. Like do yoga, do a hit class, do strength training, do Pilates, like mix up your routine, whatever works for you. Like baby, that's, that's it. That's what I'm trying to teach you is like build a lifestyle that works for you. doesn't work for anybody else, but if it works for you, stick with it. If you feel good, you look good. Like if all the indicators are telling you like, Yes, you found the key to life, period. But I did not find that key to life till now (laughs) and went through many of the pitfalls. In this 10 years, I learned about nutrition, habit change, how to integrate and learn about food that goes against all the concepts of counting calories. When we count calories on like MyFitnessPal, you see like, oh, this has this much and this much, and you just like take away whenever you eat a meal. And yes, that's a way to do it and it works, but it's not a really healthy way of trying to lose weight. You hate yourself in the process. You hate food. It's not fun. You're always like, okay, well, I'm at zero. I can't eat anymore. It's like 6 p.m. Like, well, I'm screwed. I'm going to be hungry forever. And like knowing what to eat and knowing like how much to eat, like it's confusing. And our education system has done such a poor job of trying to teach us about nutrition and how to eat healthy Nobody's teaching us this. And so if you don't actively work on trying to fix yourself and focus on your nutrition, building skills, 
then you're going to go your entire life not knowing these things. And that's going to lead to so many problems, right? There's so much in research recently about like your gut biome and how that affects everything. And that goes to say, like, if you don't know how to make those changes in your diet, or if your doctor tells you you have this problems and you can't fix it, you don't know how to, then you're just going to live a crappy life where your life sucks. Everything hurts. You have IBS, etc. It's going to lead to bigger and worse problems. We have so many problems that are pitted against us. And if we don't know how to fix them or we don't have the tools, the resources or the awareness on how to change, then we're just going in a destructive path that is going to cause bigger problems down the road. And when you get older, it's harder to fix these problems. So fix them when you're young, change your entire outlook of your life right now and put in the work. Yes, it's not that fun to work out and to commit yourself to doing things and to say, okay, I can't hang out with my friends because I need to focus on my sleep. <laughs> like I am an, a nightlife person. I love going out and I enjoy nightlife, but I also have to be up early and work with people. And now I'm like, oh, I, I could go out and party and have a great time or I could get eight hours of sleep. And that is when you're getting older. <laughs> I'm like, I've done it before. It really has to be an amazing DJ or I just like, the vibes have to be right for me to go out and not get sleep. Because I did that for a lot of my 20s where I would go out and party and then wake up and go to work and exist. I'm like, well, I miss one night of sleep every week from like 23 to 25 <laughs> till the pandemic happened. And I was like, oh, and then you got to sit your ass at home and get sleep. And that's when I fix my sleep problem. Before that, I would sleep four or five hours and be like, I can do that. It's perfect. And now I'm like, if I get six hours or less, I want to kill someone. Sleep is very important. Get your seven to eight hours of sleep every day, no matter what. Like if you want to change your, you want to lose weight, you want to get stronger, you want to make any changes to your body, sleep, fix your sleep. You'll fix everything else. I promise. You have problems with eating or hunger, sleep. Sleep your seven, eight hours. Do it. That's it. That's my, that's the end of the podcast. That's it. We're done. Bye. I'm coming back. I have to thank sleep and focusing on the stress part that's really helped make that change in my life. And the nutrition part is, it also definitely has made some big changes but it's truly with the sleep stress and adding that mindfulness component that has really helped me and has built up this immunity to be stronger and live a healthier life. And when I get my physical done, like everything's in sync, everything looks good. And that wasn't the case in my younger 20s. So and the biggest changes that I've made from 25 on was focusing on sleep eating a little bit better. I'm not saying I eat clean or perfect. I actually don't do that. I need to do that, <laughs> but I don't do that. But the sleep and the stress and focusing on the mindfulness aspect of it has really 
helped me with a stronger body, a stronger immune system in ways that I am very grateful for that I hope continues in the future. Today, it's more eating more mindfully and intuitively and listening to my body of what it needs. I still think that there's a lot of work to do to get to that point. You can't just say like, I'm going to listen to my body and whatever it tells me to eat, I eat. I'm like, no girl, sure Jan. Like you can listen to your body if it tells you like, oh, I need a burger today. Like, yeah, my body tells me I need a burger all the time and fries and a milkshake. Extra large, please. But you have to be able to, like, provide your body the resources it needs, like protein and vegetables and smart carbs and healthy fats. If you do that, you don't have to, like, go crazy about it. You just got to do, like, the bare minimum. And, like, you can see some amazing changes in your body and your body will change because you're eating healthier. You're adding more like fiber in your diet, gaze, bottoms. If you want things to work in your favor, <laughs> start focusing on your nutrition and getting more probiotics in your meal, like more fermented foods and eating more whole foods versus just either not eating or just thinking you're going to make it because... I know some people that are like, oh, I'm not going to eat. I'm like, okay, well, that's going to slow your digestive tract down or it's going to stop it. And it's not good. But fasting is good for like a day or two. It could help reset your gut biome. But you have to have intention with it. Like, why are you doing this? In this decade of self-discovery, um, where I am today is very different than where I started so for example, what I do today is I focus on strength training. I try to get at least two to three days of that in a week. And that's like very intentful, like really heavy strength training. I try to do some cardiovascular work. So either biking or walking on days that I don't get to go to the gym, which some days that does happen, I will go for more walks and I'll do some mobility stuff at home and I'll do some like kettlebell stuff that I have here in my office to get done. And those are days that I don't go to the gym. And as we are living this hybrid lifestyle or this new lifestyle that we have to adapt to what we have and what we have access to. And it doesn't have to all be like, we have to go back to the gym and do everything in the gym again. Like you can do stuff at home and take care of your body in different ways that isn't just lifting weights. And I want people to understand that is that you don't have to go to the gym to change. You could do this at home. I try to do some sort of breath work or meditation every day, whether if it's like a full on meditation or just 10 minutes of meditating, five minutes here and there, or if it's a bedtime meditation, I will always try to do that at least to help me fall asleep, just help me relax and stay grounded at night. Like that's a must always. I also try to aim for seven hours of sleep. I like going out and I enjoy nightlife and music. And I know that that cuts into my sleep. So that's why I take off Mondays so that I can get more sleep or sleep in if I need to. Nice when you make your own schedule. <laughs> I do cold showers every day. I've been doing it since... The middle of December, so over a month now, and I love it. I used to not be a morning like shower person. 
because I am traumatized from morning swim practice. And I said, no more. We're never going to get in. Like, I never have done just showers in the morning because I do that at night. And doing cold showers in the morning, it really wakes you up. Like, period. <sighs> like, the dopamine that it gives you, the clarity that it gives you. Like, when you're exposed to, like, cold exposure to water like an ice bath or a shower like that it's supposed to mimic a stress response and so the more you do it the better you get at managing your stress so there's many benefits to that and that's one of the reasons why i continue to do it but it's also to help with brown fat activation and that's the main reason why i wanted to try it and it's actually been working like i've been noticing a lot more body fat decrease in my like abdomen area that has been amazing. And it's not like I've been changing too much. I started this in the middle of December. So like when I wasn't really working out too much or really caring about my nutrition. And it really helped me make it through the holidays and like through the rest of the month and really jump-started my January and has helped me in so many different ways that I would have to do so much more work with my nutrition, with my workouts, with my sleep. So if you want an easy way into solving a lot of your problems, try them. Cold showers in the morning, two minutes a day or 11 minutes total in the week. So you can have one day off. I do that. I try to go for two walks a day with my dogs just for some mental clarity, move my feet, move my legs. I sit a lot more because I'm doing a lot more work on the computer, which is a big change for me in my 20s. As a personal trainer, the whole like virtual stuff is pretty new and novice to us. Being able to work from home is like, I'm like, well, I could, I, whoa, I could do that. It's pretty cool. But sitting, I will say like the past year and a half, like has fucked up my posture and I'm probably going to curse a little bit in this podcast. I'm sorry. It has destroyed my posture. And that's why I created a hip mobility program because my back was killing me. I'm like, how do people do this? Like, are you guys just immune to this? Like you must be. Cause I've had clients who are in their like forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, who are just all, they're so fucked up. And I'll do like some manual stretching at the end of our sessions. And like, you can't even get their leg a foot off of the, like the ground because their hamstrings are so tight. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how are you even working out? Like, Lord, like how is your body not snapped and stress? Stress is the biggest reason why your bodies are tight and bad posture. It all pieces together. Two of my clients retired recently in the same time that I started my business. And when I left Equinox, I lost a lot of weight because I wasn't so fucking stressed out anymore. They also both lost like 20 pounds or more from just relief from work. If you are stressed or you don't even know it or you have bad posture, you need to tell your work, like, you got to pay for this stuff. Because, like, when you're older, it sucks. And I've even had a client in who's tw younger than me, like 24, who's had a whole slew of back problems and all his body's all f sorts of fucked up 
because of bad posture from working from home and not like having like a proper desk and stuff. And so take care of your body. Seriously, like you, especially posture. And that's where breathing helps. Like there's no amount of work working out that you can do to fix bad posture or stress. And the only way to reduce that, yes, working out is a good way to reduce stress, but not completely. If you really want to loosen up your body and feel your best, add some mindfulness, add some breath work in, daily breath work all the time. And then if you want to get into the science stuff, like you could do sauna time after a workout and cold showers in the morning time. If you want to sleep better, you can do a really hot shower before bedtime to help you fall asleep. And there's a lot of science behind all these things. At the core of personal training, of mindfulness coaching, is connecting with someone on a really human and personable level, knowing that we can get through this together and that this journey of life isn't something that can be changed in three weeks or 90 days, that it's going to take a little bit of time and it's going to take a lot of effort, will, it's going to take money, it's going to take accountability, it's going to take energy. And if you have someone there to help guide you through it, you too can develop the skills and the mindset and the will to do these things because we are all inherently capable of growing and changing. It's whether we are ready, we're willing, we're able to do those things right now. So if you're not ready to change, you don't have to change. There are times when you don't want to change, but it's going to happen and it needs to happen. And unfortunately, I've been in all those situations where it's like, okay, it's time to go do it. Even though you don't want to, you're in a pretty tough circumstance that's led you here. So now it's time to change. All the work that has been done through fitness and mindfulness and well-being all have led me to gracefully take care of myself in those moments of change. And so I will say that taking care of yourself through fitness, focusing on your stress, your sleep, and your well-being, they give you the tools to change and to grow. And if we don't take care of ourselves, then it's even just more baggage that we have to carry when it's time. And it makes all of it so much harder. And when there are bumps in the road health-wise, whether it's something that can be fixed or there's something that it can't be and we have to live with it or it could be even worse. If we can't change our mindset behind it, or we can't grow and adapt then that's it for us. And it's really sad when we give up and when we lose motivation or will to keep going. So if you are a self-helper, you are someone that wanting to change their circumstances so they can get a job, so that they can get smarter, change so that they can improve your health, or just 
change so you can feel comfortable in the clothes that you wear and you feel confident in yourself and your body and your mind are resilient and you're strong and you're more mindful of yourself and your well-being you too can live this amazing life of endless possibilities but at the root of it you have to take care of yourself and you have to have those non-negotiables of this is what i do to take care of myself i will finish this episode out with hope and new outlook on life that you too can change and grow and better yourself to anything you want to be because anything is possible the hard part is that daily commitment and working towards it every single day even on the days that you don't want to and even the days that you get tired of it and year after year like you're like why am i still doing this like i'm not seeing the results try different ways learn from different people because it only takes one person to change the outlook of your life or one person methods that could change your entire way of thinking. Listen, read, expand your knowledge to things that you're interested in. Work with what you got. Keep working at being imperfect because we're all a little imperfect. Have some compassion to yourself and more self-love and care and i'm so excited to share with you an honest and true way to live so that you can live a healthier happier and more fulfilling life in all aspects of your life not just fitness so stay tuned for episode two and more on wellness and well-being in real life thank you so much for listening in please subscribe and share and stay tuned for more